Welcome to episode 220 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. On today's episode, only me. It's a solo pod. We discuss my betting angles on the first week of bowl season. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show every Sunday at 8 Eastern time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Go share the pod with your friends. And now... Here's the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and it's only me. As I said in the preview, Chris is out with an illness. He was questionable for his return, but unfortunately he was ruled out for the evening, so... We'll be going on this alone. I know that he and Connor did a pod uh, this week um, just with their best bets for the bowl season. So go give that a listen if you want to get some of Chris's opinions. But we wanted to get a pod out tonight just on this first week specifically. So it'll be a quick pod, um, but I'll give you some of my thoughts. Um, Quickly, just some news around college football. Saw that Malik Murphy entered the transfer portal. And it's brought up this whole conversation about, hey, should we be changing, you know, when the early signing period is versus when transfer portal starts versus when people play bowl games? Because Malik Murphy, and he makes a good point, he's got Quinn Ewers coming back for another year next year. And then he's got, obviously, Arch Manning waiting in the wings as well. And while he took the backup snaps this year, I think the thought was, hey, Arch may either take my spot there or I would just rather have a better opportunity to start next year, given that this is this will be his third year playing. Uh, so he has to hit the portal for his own you know, personal career, which is understandable, but because Texas is in the playoff and they don't, he needs to be committed and going to a new school, um, essentially he's not going to be able to take part in the playoff game. He won't be able to play. And so... It sparked a lot of conversation. I, I think something has to change. I mean, if you look at the NFL and the way they, they've done it so perfectly, they've, they've made themselves a relevant league no matter the time of year because of the calendar that they made for themselves, whether it's the combine, the draft, free agency, summer camp. I mean, they've really done a good job of, of kind of expanding the NFL across the entire season and college football has basically tried to shove everything in all at once in December, including a bunch of bowl games. So I think something's going to have to change there eventually. I'm sure the coaches would appreciate it. Um, and the, the transfer portal right now is really affecting a lot of these bowl games, including the first one we'll talk about here, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Um, so a lot of starters out hitting the portal, going to the NFL. So uh, I think something's going to have to change here in the next couple of years. Um also saw that South Carolina landed a uh, former Arkansas running back, Rocket Sanders. He didn't have a great year this year, but ultimately I think it's a really good pickup for South Carolina. Um, he was really good two years ago at Arkansas, and you know it's his money year now. So I expect a big year from him as long as South Carolina shores up that offensive line. Um, it's a really good pickup for them. Uh, the only other thing I saw today or this week, I saw uh, Oregon and Oregon State, despite no longer being in the Pac-12. Oregon obviously headed off to the Big Ten. Oregon State is in the Pac-2 with Washington State, and 
Uh, they've they've agreed to extend the rivalry game, um, even though they're realigning. So I thought that was cool. Um, it's important, I think, that we keep, even though college football is changing so much, it's super important that uh, we keep these rivalries sacred. For God's sakes, keep something sacred. Uh, I'm probably going to wait for Chris um, to ultimately talk about the SEC football schedule that was released. But my God, Florida and Billy Napier, I personally, as a Florida State fan, don't feel too bad. But that end of the year schedule starting basically, well, I mean, Kentucky's starting to land a lot of players in the portal. Start from October 12th, really. Um, you do open the season against Miami. That's a big one. You've got Texas A&M September 14th. Got the new newly led Mike Elko, which you would presume um, they'd have a lot of talent still left over from that roster that Jimbo recruited. And Elko's a hell of a coach. That's not going to be easy. Uh, you get UCF October 5th. Eh, I don't really know that that's the most difficult game, but don't lose it. And then October 12th, we start a run here for Florida that ultimately I believe will get Billy Napier fired. October 12th at Tennessee, October 19th against Kentucky at home, November 2nd, Georgia, obviously in Jacksonville, November 9th at Texas, November 16th, home against LSU, November 23rd, Ole Miss, and they end the season November 30th at Florida State in Tallahassee. Good luck with that one, Billy. I do not see that going well for you. Um... All right, let's get into some of these bowls, and then I will get you guys out of here because it's probably boring just listening to me talk. So let's start with the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl on Saturday, Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Georgia Southern currently a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You look at the two teams, Ohio's 9-3 and three on the year, and they were pretty good all season. Um, really good defense, 10th in success rate, 10th in havoc rate uh, caused, 13th in third down defense. Um. Offense is slightly worse, but 40th in success rate, 25th in havoc allowed. So they've been a really good team. Georgia Southern has been up and down. They're six and six, three and five in the Sun Belt. Nothing really sticks out to me. I mean, they're good on third downs on offense. They create a lot of havoc on defense. Um, this game, honestly, so Ohio opened as a favorite in this game. They beat three straight teams down the stretch that were pretty bad. None of them made a bowl. And then the transfer portal happened to them. And when I say it happened to them, they're starting quarterback, they're starting running back, their backup running back, and their starting best receiver have all hit the transfer portal since the season's over. Um, their backup QB, CJ Harris, who actually led Ohio to a bowl victory last season, is also out for the year. So they're going to have a third string quarterback. And look, this is a principal bet. I was told by the playoff committee that you cannot win with a backup quarterback whatsoever. There's no chance. So we're hammering Georgia Southern minus three and a half. Next game, New Orleans Bowl. Also on Saturday, December 16th, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. Jacksonville State, a three-point favorite in Louisiana's home state. Um, Jacksonville, Jacksonville State is uh, just completed its first uh, season in the FBS. And I didn't think they were actually even going to have a chance to get into a bowl, just like James Madison. But then eventually, I think they just let them out. Well, obviously, they did because they're in this game. Um, big thing on this game, Jacksonville State doesn't really have 
many players um, that won't be in this game. I think they're kicker. I don't even I think he's a backup. Hit the transfer portal. Um, they've got one of their edge rushers uh, that played 500 snaps out, or he was out for the season finale. I'm not sure if he's playing in this game. Um, big thing here is Jacksonville State's defense has been really good against the run, especially against teams that like to run outside zone. Louisiana is a heavy zone rushing team. So I like that for Jacksonville State. I obviously like that um, Louisiana can't play rush defense at all. Uh, so I'm going to take Jacksonville State here in this game. Uh, minus three against Louisiana. Cure Bowl, same day, Saturday, December 16th, Miami of Ohio versus App State. Um, Miami of Ohio made the MAC championship game. Um, they had uh, Gabbert. I believe is Blaine Gabbert's brother. He was the quarterback, really good quarterback. He got injured in the season. They've had um, his backup, Avion Smith. He's in the portal. So they're down to their third-string quarterback. Um, their third-string quarterback's name is Henry Hessen. He's, he's got five career pass attempts, uh, and that was last year in 2022 against Robert Morris. So for me... I mean, App State's a pretty good team. They can't stop the run, but Miami of Ohio can't really run the ball without, especially without their quarterback. I mean, just stack the box, App State. Let's cover the six and a half. Give me App State minus six and a half in the Cure Bowl against Miami of Ohio. Uh, a game that I really like: New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State versus Fresno State. Jerry Kill and the boys, fresh off the beatdown of Auburn, uh, are minus three and a half against Fresno State. Um, last year, New Mexico State was in a bowl as well. Um, awesome season for New Mexico State. They covered in 10 of their games this year. They were in a conference USA championship game. Uh, they're coming. This is a home game for them. Love Diego Pavia, the New Mexico State quarterback. And I believe Fresno State does not. I think Jeff Tedford is gone from Fresno State, their head coach. So uh, their linebacker coach is coaching in this game. I just, I think New Mexico State wins this one. So I'm going to go New Mexico State minus three and a half in the New Mexico Bowl. Boise State versus UCLA, UCLA minus four in the LA Bowl. So again, kind of a home game. Um, Boise State uh, won, the com- won the conference, the Mountain West Conference. Um, but they lost their starting quarterback, Taylor Green, to the transfer portal. Um, so again, these games, man, these these games, we got to figure out a way to get these players to play in these games. I understand why they don't, but we got to have have some incentives. Um, I saw their star receiver, Eric McAllister, also hit the transfer portal. Uh, UCLA. There's a lot going on with UCLA. You got Dante Moore leaving. Chip Kelly, is he fired? Is he not? Right now, he's not. Um, they lost their defensive coordinator. I think, you know, they, they started Ethan Gabbers, their uh, quarterback, a couple times this year um, in favor of Dante Moore. I thought they were a little bit better with him. So I think they have the, the clear edge in the quarterback matchup. And UCLA's defense, even though they lost their coordinator, I think they were good enough all year to be able to stop Boise's back up here. So I'm going to go UCLA minus four in this game. Probably the best game on the roster here, Cal versus Texas Tech. 
maybe it's not the best. Uh, Independence Bowl, also on Saturday. A um, lot going on here. Jake Spavadol left Cal. He went to Baylor. Uh, so now the Cal offensive line coach is having to call plays in this game. Both teams missing a ton from the portal uh, that went to the portal. Um, you've got Tyler Shuck, who was not starting by the end of the year at quarterback, but he transferred to, I want to say, Louisville. You got two of their starting receivers that played over a thousand snaps between them um, out for the game in the portal. Um, really, in, in total, you've got five receivers that hit the portal for, t- for Texas Tech. Not sure what's going on there. They're starting left tackle, Monroe Mills, who played almost 900 snaps and only allowed two sacks. He's in the portal. Um, yeah, this is a wild, <laughs> this is a wild game. Uh, let's just go with the under in this game. I, I don't really like anything else i think there's so many things missing in this game that we're going to see an under so really cal texas tech under is the the bet for me there old dominion minus two and a half versus western kentucky in the famous toastery bowl don't forget about the famous toastery bowl folks monday december 18th western kentucky only one win over a bowl team this season and that was south florida hell they might have beat south florida more than bama did i could say that because chris isn't here um old dominion on the other hand was hot down the stretch they ended their season with four bowl win or four wins over bowl teams um almost every offensive lineman for western kentucky is in the portal they're starting center their stud starting left guard who was a two-time first uh, team conference usa player they're starting right tackle all in the portal starting corner safety and linebacker in the portal um some of the players may still play in the game, but I think there's just too much in favor of Old Dominion to be able to put any money on Western Kentucky in this game. So I'm going Old Dominion minus two and a, two and a half. And the last game before we get to our next podcast is Tuesday, December 19th, Marshall versus UC, UTSA. UTSA, a 12 and a half point favorite. UTSA is still looking for its first bowl win in program history. This is where they're getting it. Uh, Marshall lost its starting quarterback and starting guard to the transfer portal. Um, Cole Pennington is going to continue to be the quarterback for Marshall now that Cam Fancher is out. Uh, I don't, he's got to be related to Chad Pennington, right? Marshall, Cole Pennington, Chad Pennington. We got to look that up. Uh, he's no touchdown passes in his career. Um, I love, obviously. Frank Harris, what he's done at UTSA. I think UTSA is getting their first ever bowl victory. I'll take the favorite, UTSA 12 and a half. I think it went all favorites, which is great. Uh, good job by me. No, I did go with an under on Cal and Texas Tech. So, quick and abbreviated portion of the Saturday Football and Sensor podcast this week. We'll get back and running up next week. When Chris is feeling healthy. But for now, that's the end of the show. As always, we really appreciate you all listening to the show. It would really help us on the growth of the show. If you'd rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. I'm serious. Give us a little Christmas uh, present here and, and get us some five stars and some reviews here. We'll read the best ones on air, as always. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Leave a message if you want to. Voicemails are a little slow this time of year, but... 
we'd be happy to hear from you. 770-674-8233. Don't forget to check out the videos and clips from the show at Saturday, or I'm sorry, at Sat Down South on Twitter, at Saturday Down South on Instagram and TikTok. And of course on YouTube, Saturday Down South. For me, Tyler, this has been a great episode. We'll talk to you guys next week.